Hello, and welcome back to the Organizational Excellence Podcast. This is Kevin Johnson of Leverage Consulting, and today I have a very important topic for you, and that is your 2020 goals. That's right, your 2020 plan for success, maybe even the plan for you to get the perfect vision in 2020. You like what I did with that? So I want to talk to you a little bit about creating your success plan for 2020. So this is an eight-step plan that I want you, you may want to actually listen to this more than once, and this is something that I think sometimes folks will put in five minutes of effort, and when you think about how much time you put into planning the perfect vacation or something like that, something that's very important to you, I know I've been on vacations where I would literally research things for hours, days, weeks, Anyone who knows me knows how much time I put into making sure my vacations go very well because I only get a few of them throughout the year. So when it comes to creating the business plan, the plan for success for your business, you need to think about investing some time. And once you have this, as long as you follow the process, the process itself is not very sexy. But I will tell you, when you get the results in the end, you will think it's very sexy. So again, this is an eight-step process. So the first thing that's on the list, the number one thing on the list, and it is number one for a reason, because you won't be anywhere without this, is planning your sales, planning your production, your revenue, however it is that you measure it. That's the number one thing on this list, is how is it that you're going to go about acquiring enough sales, revenue, or production to sustain what you want to do next year? Some of you may have plans for equipment, additional staff, expanding your operation, or maybe just getting back to where you used to be. I'm working with a few folks right now that are doing just that. They're trying to get back to where they used to be. And again, some are looking to just expand their operation. But again, the number one thing that should be on everyone's list is how do we generate more sales or production? And we need to turn that into the how-tos. What are we going to do? Does this mean acquiring more new customers, clients, patients? Does this mean that we're going to do more business with the existing patients, customers, clients that we have? And then breaking that down once again into what type of business are we doing with those folks? What strategies are we using to acquire the new customers, patients, clients? Again, number one on the list is sales. Number two is process. And the reason process comes in number two is, again, nothing else matters unless we've got the sales to sustain the business. But we need the process to ensure that once we're doing the business, once we are servicing the clients, or once we are selling the product or service to the customer, that we can actually deliver. And we deliver seamlessly, effortlessly. So when when you're thinking about your process, we need to think about how we can do what we do Easier, faster, and more efficiently. And this, sometimes when, when, when leaders, managers, owners are thinking about process, I think sometimes we consider it to be all on our own shoulders and not part of the organization. So remember that this is an organization-wide effort to create a process where what we do is easier, faster, and more efficient. Number three on the list We could all sit down and debate or argue over which one of these comes first, sales process, and number three being customer experience. 
we need that one on very high on the list as well. And again, we can debate which one of these should or should not be first, second, third. But customer experience is huge because that in itself is reputation. You may always get that first sale, but as long as we have a great reputation from our existing customers, they are going to refer their friends, their family. They might even refer their enemies to you. Who knows? But we need to work on the customer experience, and that may sometimes come down to the strategies, sometimes simple strategies of just asking them as they're leaving, asking them throughout the process, sometimes doing that ever so slight thing that's just just a millimeter above their expectations, which means we have exceeded their expectations. And again, this is an organization-wide effort. We are looking to build or strengthen the reputation of the company that you're in, and then also looking to build the referrals because anyone who's had a very good dealing with you, who refers their friends, their family, their enemies to you, you've got more people that are just like the person that you've made happy. Number four on the list is actually creating the plan that goes along with those goals. What are, and yes, I'm sure you're seeing it everywhere else right now, but what are the SMART goals? Those SMART goals are specific, measurable, assignable, relevant, and time-based. That means when I break something down, I can say very specifically, let's just say you want more Google reviews for your business, that we want an additional 100 reviews by December 31st, which means we're going to break that down to a monthly goal. And then we start assigning that to individuals, meaning we're going to assign people the responsibility of training our team on how to even ask for the reviews, how to instigate our customers, our patients, our clients in terms of getting them to deliver those reviews to us. And again, this needs to be relevant. So we're making this relevant for the team as we're training, as we're showing them how to do these things. But those things need to be broken down into specific, measurable, assignable, relevant, time-based goals. The next one, which I could argue or debate that this one is also very high on the list, but we have to get through this process a little bit to get down to number five, which is communication. That means we need to communicate these new goals and ideals to the rest of the team. We need to ensure that, A, they understand what the goals are, and then they need to understand how they fit into the goals, what their responsibility is with the goals, how they're involved in helping your business, your organization achieve those goals. Because if we don't communicate these things, these were just great ideas and thoughts that you had on a Sunday morning over your coffee. If we don't communicate these goals, they do not understand how they are involved. They just figure someone else is going to make it happen. Number five, communication. Number six is follow-up and monitoring. So this is one where once we've communicated our expectations and goals and so on, then we need to follow up with our team. We need to follow up and, again, let's go back to just something as simple as Google reviews. We've done the training. We've given them the script. We've given them the tool to instigate getting those reviews. Now the question is, is it being implemented on a daily basis? Is it something that they're doing seamlessly? Or are they encountering some type of obstacle? Well, I can't get the program to work on this computer. Now I know how to fix this problem. So the follow-up is huge. Some of it will be your 
once you figure out what the problem is, it's helping those people develop the confidence, removing the obstacle or something. So that was number six, which is follow up and monitor. Number seven is going to be a reassess because as smart as we all are, sometimes we don't get it right the first go around. So let's just say you get to the end of January and you're reassessing the progress that we have made thus far with a plan that we set out with. Maybe we're learning that this was not the easiest way to go about this, but we're going to be relentless when it comes to achieving the goal. So maybe we need to reassess, come up with a new way, a modified way of how to achieve the same goal with maybe a slightly different method. But we need to continually reassess this. So that was number seven. And number eight is, I'm going to say, the most important thing on the whole list. And that is just being persistent. This is not taking no for an answer. This is not allowing passive avoidance. And I know you've all seen both of these things that I just brought up. We have team members that may say they're not going to do something for a given reason. They may be digging their heels in for certain reasons. They may have a good reason. Maybe they see an obstacle we've not seen yet. But again, we're going to be persistent when it comes to achieving the goal. We don't take no for an answer because the end goal is what the real conversation is about, not the process in between. The end goal is the only thing that matters. The passive avoidance is the other thing that we need to be super critical on because that's the one where people say nothing and then they go about doing their own work and they don't implement which really brings back number six, which is the follow-up and monitoring. Because if we're doing that really well, then the passive avoidance will never happen. Passive avoidance and taking no as an answer are the two things that are going to be the disease to your progress. So that is your eight-step process, your eight-step plan to create the perfect vision for 2020. Number one is sales. Number two is process. Number three is customer experience. Number four is your plan for goals. Number five is communication. Number six is your follow-up and monitoring. Number seven is reassessing. And number eight is a persistence because we're never going to give up. That, my friends, was your Organizational Excellence Podcast. I hope you find this immensely helpful, and I'm looking forward to hearing about all your great results next year.